everybody. Welcome to Gearheads, a podcast where we talk about every single one of Richard Tiffany Gear's films. I am one of your hosts, Elise. And I am one of your hosts, Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about the queen herself, <laughs> Runaway Bride. Ooh. Okay, and there's our weekly air horn brought it to you. It got extra air horn because this is such a big one. It's huge. The big one. The big one. Um, Growing up, the big one meant the huge... Uh, earthquake that was supposed to happen in utah like 50 years ago oh well that's what they call the one that's supposed to happen in washington when mount rainier blows up <laughs> it happens right now <laughs> all of our loved ones are yeah. devoured oh some of our loved ones i could think of a couple of people <laughs> i wouldn't mind being devoured off of the wasatch front <laughs> um we've had a really nice little uh little 24 hours we met up yesterday um, oh gosh <laughs> and we went and sat in the park um, tiny little park teeny tiny little park to watch a teeny tiny little play uh it was free we sat on the grass it they, was henry the sixth part one of all the plays of all the plays you could choose free shakespeare in the right park. and people that come to a free thing like that they i don't know they're like me we don't know much shakespeare and even when i see like i've seen like the royal shakespeare company put on shakespeare brag and i will still at, like, the royals the royals at intermission have to be like go and read the plot and be like, right okay, let me make sure i understand what just <laughs> you're happened. like in the bathroom stall like <laughs> going on crying I, and yeah. reading the- <laughs> um yeah it was we ended up sneaking out during intermission even um, though they said in character the guy was like pretending he's like he's like we know where you live we, we know in your faces so you all better be here when intermission is over he knew <laughs> He knew. He knew that he loved. But the best thing is it did have giant puppets. It had giant rambunctious puppets. Yeah. The, they sent out an email ahead of time being like, okay, here, like here's your ticket. Not that we needed it. And um, just know there's going to be like fog machines and bright lights and rambunctious puppets. And I was so interested to see yeah. what rambunctious puppets <laughs> I feel like that's the like. only reason I really like wanted to go. Me too. They were pretty rambunctious. They were pretty cool. I do like a giant puppet. Yeah. Like I don't think of myself as like a puppet person but actually i am seriously a puppet you person. love muppets i love the muppets so much like jim henson stuff fascinates I sent you me a kermit frog riding the bike uh, yeah you did synopsis the other day yeah you did which you talk about a lot I you know. talk about muppets legs a lot i do and like i've, I've seen read your jim search Henson's. history you've done wiki feet wiki feet from muppets <laughs> every day you're you're googling it that's a secret <laughs> anyways i guess i'm a puppet person is what i'm trying to say and i didn't know Listen, we we learn things about ourselves. I think you are. I I wouldn't have thought, but did you ever watch Potter Puppet Pals? Yeah, Ron Weasley. Yeah, I love puppets like that. Ron, I know, but and even like, did you ever watch it. the Puzzle Place? The no, puzzle but you place, bring this the puzzle up. Place. Yeah, we're going to the Puzzle Place. <laughs> yeah, you bring it up, but I haven't. See, that's seen not it. the sort of puppets that I am intrigued by. I just think some puppets are very. Um, it's just very whimsical and like kind it's of like whimsical. it seems like something that would have been done in like it's like something that's been around years ago yeah. yeah and i think that's cool i'm when defending my puppet the first stance puppet, do you think there's like puppets in bc times for sure like they're creepy yeah i would love to see someone like artifacts <gasps> oh my they're probably gosh. so scary looking yeah also i was thinking about this this is also off topic we have so much to talk about i'm sure but i'm like <laughs> puppet talk digging in you know like how we're always like animals are so funny drawn or like painted in like medieval like they just like look yeah. so weird but honestly that was like six seven hundred years ago 
like a lot of breeding has happened. Maybe dogs and cats looked funkier back then. Oh my gosh. And I know like people like they, you know, you can tell kind of based on how like they draw people. Like sometimes the people look weird too, but I don't know. All the dogs and cats are painted weird back then. I think maybe they just looked weird. (laughs) But they all had flat faces. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Food for thought. Food for thought. Let us know what you think. It's so humid. Don't move to New York. If you're thinking about it, don't do it. I like being here in the summer. I really do. And I really push for people to be here in the summer. Mm -hmm. But there are just some days where you're miserable. You will be visibly sweaty every day of the summer. Yes, be okay with that. Yeah. Just be okay with strangers knowing what your sweat smells like and Mm. looks like. That's all I have to say about that. You know Um, who doesn't get sweaty, I bet? Who? Richard Gere. I feel like we've seen him sweat. And no mercy. Probably. (laughs) He was really dealing with some extra weight. Just kidding. Shaking my head in dejection. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about Runaway Bride. And we're going to do that now. I, I would say that Runaway Bride is probably the reason that this podcast exists because I think I've said that about like six different movies that we've done, but for real, this movie, I know I watched it twice. I watched it in like four days <laughs> in like less than that. I, I watched it several times over Christmas. Uh, this movie, I think I recognize that it's probably not a good movie. I don't know because I watched this movie when I, this movie came out when I was 10 years old. And it was only rated PG. <laughs> it sounded like you were crying. <laughs> this movie came out when I was 10 years old. <laughs> it was only rated PG, which meant I was allowed to watch it and like watch it around my family and watch it at sleepovers and watch it all the time. We watched it so much. Yeah. I was so taken with the silver haired man and like the Julia Roberts whole manic pixie dream girl thing. I was I was so taken with this movie and it's so I've just it's like my com- it's one of my ultimate comfort movies. So Yeah, speaking of the rating, I remember my sister going to a friend's house and if we were going to a friend's house, we had a list of every activity that we would be doing. <laughs> Insane. And what movie we'd be watching and my mom was like, "Hmm, who's in that?" And she's like, "Uh, Richard Gere and Julia Roberts." And my parents were like, "What's it called again?" <laughs> and she's like, "Runaway Bride. It's very PG." And they're like, oh, okay. She was in another movie with Richard Gere that you can't watch. <laughs> um, um, I also remember, like, I think we talked about this when we did Pretty Woman, that we just feel like we were born knowing about that movie. Yeah. It's just in the cultural con- consciousness so much. Yeah. And I feel like I wasn't super consciously aware of Pretty Woman, but I somehow was aware that, like, Richard Gere and Julia Roberts together were, like, a big deal. Like, and I probably, it, must have been, like, in, it must have been, like, in headlines and stuff, it like, at the check stand or something. Because, like, yeah. Same. I was like, oh, wow, they're back. To, they're doing another movie. Oh, it's, it's them like, again. It's I like, no, I, I was know. 10. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But like, also, there was so much less that we were consuming on a daily basis in terms of like pop culture and media that like yeah. those headlines really stood out. Like, yeah. it's like, that's that's what that's how I knew anything mm-hmm. back then. It's true. Wow. It's, it was all National Enquirer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we kind of like it was just we just knew. I feel like we knew a lot about this movie without knowing a lot about this movie. Yeah. And I don't know, did you watch it very much growing up or ever growing up? I think I first saw it when I was like maybe a late teen. Okay. Like I don't, I don't remember watching it really. Okay. So then. yeah. Uh, you do watch you it like as a 10 year old? Do you like this movie? I do. <laughs> okay. This movie, like <laughs> when I think about like, Ooh, let's watch a chick flick. It's always there. Yeah. Like this one and like a couple of like Sandra Bullock, like yeah. there's just like some that are like in this, like I can watch this again and again. It's a quintessential family friendly like romp yeah. you know yeah and yeah it's 
Yeah, I think I watched it probably at te- or maybe a little. Old. I didn't watch it in the movie yeah. theater, but I'm sure as soon as we were, it was out to rent on yeah. VHS. And there's like no death in it, and there's no. And I it's, love the cover with her like sneakers on. Yeah. Like I have the DVD. I don't know where it is. I think it's probably at my parents' house. But uh, yeah, it's just. And he's he looks so good on the cover. Yeah, and like it just it's just classic gear. Classic. Like this is primal where, gear. <laughs> Thank you for correcting the mistake we made and not making that joke on the Primal Fear episode. Sarah even says he is prime gear in this movie. And we no, there's no, not a single pun made. Just fools. Idiots. Um, okay, well, at first we were like, we don't even need to write down the plot. And I don't think Sarah did. But then I watched it again I'm by looking, myself. Elisa's flipping so through much. five pages of notes. Yeah. for runaway bride <laughs> yeah because we like we start i started like taking down like just plot point notes and because there's not really too much to like riff on except for her like i i feel like i riffed on her a lot <laughs> um but like i started like writing down notes like i mean i'm just gonna like read the plot from wikipedia to help keep me on track because like there's just so I just wanted to enjoy it. Yeah. It, yeah. Because we also... Was that the day we went to Long Island? We went to it was Sonic. Just, it's been a gloomy August. At least yeah. for me. And I think that week we were both having a bad week. And we were just like, we want to do something. It was Friday night. <laughs> it was Friday night. We just like needed to do something. And so yeah. we, what we uh, settled on was Sarah drove us to a Sonic drive through at Long on Long Island. Excuse me. Drive in. I'm sorry. Drive in. And we sat and ate Sonic. It was so it was good. It was so fun. Everything was so delicious. <laughs> Elise got two drinks. Elise, Elise's last name is now Elise. Well, actually, did we say your full name on We've here? We've said it before. It's Elise fine. drinks instead of Elise Winks because she got, we got the best Diet Coke that had so much vanilla in it. It was so good. And then she also got like a red slushie. But then this last week we went to Rockaway Beach. I'm yelling into the microphone. We went to McDonald's. Okay. To be fair, she wanted a McFlurry and a Diet Coke. And guess what? Ice cream is and a water. broken. Big surprise. <laughs> so she got another slushie. And so then she's sitting in the back with a drink tray. Three drinks. A large water, a large deck Coke, and a small pink lemonade slushie. And she just has like... <laughs> and I took this photo of her. And the angle I'm at is so weird. It makes her look like she's sitting in a tiny car. It's the worst. And, and my eyes, eyes are half open. Maybe we'll post it. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe maybe not um <laughs> anyway uh yeah so we went to sonic <laughs> we went to sonic and then we came home and walked we got a free hamburger and it was we did get free <laughs> thank you for including. i'm sorry i can't stop talking <laughs> i love it that's the point of this um we came home and watched runaway bride and it was just a really nice evening where we were just like we just want to enjoy this movie and we were all. having a bad day and ended up being a great night yeah full of thank you good to, food thanks to richard and julia and, and sonic yeah not the hedgehog not the hedgehog okay so, so that's the mood we were in when we watched it the first yes. time at least watched it again without me so i was I don't probably know. crying who yeah. knows um <laughs> Okay, so let's let's talk let's start talking about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, it starts off with Julia Roberts in a beautiful off-the-shoulder wedding dress, riding a horse as a U2 song plays, and I, then immediately every girl that was watching this movie is in. We're we are on board. We are on horse. Girls want horses. Girls want gowns. Yes. Um. Oh, girls do not want U2. Though. Girls just want to have fun. A no, U2 girls don't want. Playing. Yeah. I don't. No thanks. What song would you rather have there? A Robin song. <laughs> What song from that era? I would like the whole soundtrack to be Dixie, 
the chicks mm. personally. Ready, 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 ready. Because that plays that song plays at one point, and I was I was happy. I've been a long time, long time, long time. She could. What if it was like cowboy take me away? Was that too? Is country, that though? to the horse? Like yeah, who's, who's yeah that the horse to? is taking her away. I don't like the one idea okay, of her calling a horse want? cowboy. What, what song do you think should be opening it? Hmm. Cowboy. I want to be a cowboy. <laughs> I, you know what, what I want? I put your picture away. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I kind of like that song. So I'm fine with that. I just hate his face so Oh, he's much. terrible. <laughs> he's little gross. Uh, yeah. And he's a Trump supporter. We're talking about Kid Rock. Yeah. Not Richard Gere. Ugh. But if Richard Gere had a soul patch. Uh, like in real life? Yeah. Ooh, I don't think this podcast would exist. Yeah, that would be real, that's hard to recover from. He's always had pretty good facial hair. I do know that he's not a Trump supporter. I saw a picture of him wearing a Biden hat, so. Okay. Okay, then it cuts immediately. It's just Julia Roberts riding a horse kind of frantically. Cuts to New York City. Intense New York mm-hmm. City vibes. Where we just got Richard Gere walking around yelling at construction workers. They're yelling, yelling at, at t-shirt vendors. It's, he appears to be kind of like first of all, it's his neighborhood and people know him, but also like his picture is up in a bar he goes to. So it's yeah. like he's famous, which is wild because he's just a columnist for yeah. USA Today. And I feel like that might be something that could have happened back in the nineties, pre nine eleven, like newspaper pre yeah. like internet being what it is. And like New Yorker, I mean like it's yeah you have a lot of people reading yeah new york has always been a like an intellectual place that likes its print i feel like i'm not someone who would like recognize a columnist no man i remember dave barry did you ever oh him? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i actually might recognize him on the street <laughs> if i were to see him dear abby yeah yeah so i guess if ike graham was that level of famous but we'll give it to him okay we'll allow Fine, this, this level of whimsy fine um, so he goes to a bar and he's just like muttering about how he has a deadline and he doesn't have a story idea. And he's like flirting with a lady in the bar who's like, I don't know, basically the vibe, she like tells, says something about how he writes a lot of stories about t- how terrible women are, which the fact that he's not able, a great start, the fact that he's able to come back from this yeah. kind of it just shows the charm of this movie and him, I guess, because there's no way that we should like him at any point. He's misogynist mm-hmm. big time. And he just like writes articles about yeah. how terrible women are. But it doesn't bother me for one second. It doesn't. <laughs> even when the, even when he's in the throes of it, I'm like. <laughs> even in that moment, I'm just like, I bet they're not that bad yeah. lady. It's like, who am I? <laughs> what spell has he You're cast like, upon me? Those bitches probably deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Um, so, okay, so he's at the bar. And of course, the bartender is like his buddy. And then there's this very sad guy. Oh. He's so on the phone with Hector pathetic. Elizondo at one point. That's very exciting. Ding, 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 bingo. Um, okay, but he's at the bar, and there's this pathetic guy sitting in the bar just being like... Pathetic. <laughs> his face looks like droopy he's dog. Droopy his face. He's yeah. the guy. He, I don't happy. remember the actor's name, but he plays Joey's acting coach on Friends. That guy. Yeah. Um, he looks like a, a soggy Adrian Brody. Yes. <laughs> he does. <laughs> just always hunched over. Yeah. Much like myself. So I can he's overhearing this exchange and the lady like smacks Richard Gere. With it. Does she smack him? Uh, the the thing, a f- funny thing that, that gets me in this movie, that recurring thing is that like wherever he goes, women walk by and smack him with a newspaper. Yeah. And it's funny every time. And I'm like, what articles is he writing? I know. Well, the one he, we hear a little bit of the one he writes about Julia Roberts and it's not great. Yeah. The word yeah. man eater is used. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this lady leaves 
in kind of a huff and this sad guy overhears it and he's like hey i've got a story for you and he has a little pitch for him okay here's the thing when i was watching this movie by myself i thought i was like i'm gonna make clips for the podcast and i ended up making 21 sound at least texted me she's like i have 21 sound bites and i i've edited out one so i have 20 clips to play and i know that you went through and listened to each one again <laughs> to see what ones you get rid of and you landed upon one i'm sure it was hard for you it was to even get rid of that one it was um okay but so we got this sad guy at the bar and this is what he's talking he's pitching a story basically to richard there's a girl I just hate from his my hometown that you could write about excuse me but we don't need any ideas she likes to dump grooms right at the altar they call her the runaway bride she's performed the travesty seven or eight times turns around runs like hell bolts adios plows down the aisle knocking old ladies out of her way like guy. like the running of the bulls in pamplona and guess pamplona. what she's got the next victim all lined up she's she's turning just another body on the talks spit. yeah me, like the running of the balls at Pamplona. <laughs> Awful. So Ike is now, his, his attention is peaked. And yeah. he's like, cool, I'm going to write this story. And then he just writes the story with no facts no. checking. He just decides to listen to what this guy yeah. said and write about this it. This random guy in a bar. But the thing is, he uses her real name, her real location. Like, she should be suing the newspaper for millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, but she, we get a voiceover a little bit of what the story I think it's like Hector Elizondo is reading it out loud at work. So Hector, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> why am I having, this is not a complicated okay. plot in this movie. Okay. Richard's boss of, at the newspaper is his ex-wife. Is Rita Wilson, his ex-wife, and Hector Elizondo is her husband or boyfriend or something. Yeah. Okay, so we we hear a little bit of the story, and I wanted to play this clip because it, it, it cuts between the bartender that was his friend reading it and then it cuts to maryland where julia roberts lives and her friends reading it and yeah. i just wanted you to hear the way this bartender says a word because it haunts <laughs> me in hell maryland where she helps run the family hardware store she's known as miss maggie carpenter Akka, the runaway Akka. he says Akka, the runaway bride instead of oh, instead of, oh i didn't even Have know what he meant ever no. heard anybody say that no. before it no. makes me want to claw no his eyes out okay but then the rest of this what is unusual about Miss Carpenter oh, is that no. she likes to dress her men up as grooms before okay, she devours them. Okay, so just a little them. taste of the terrible article that Ike Richard wrote about Maggie Carpenter yeah. using her real name. And that second voice we hear was Joan Cusack, MVP, who's Maggie's best, best friend. Best friend yes. in all the films. Yes. Um, and so with so then so we meet Ike and all them, and then we go back to Julia, and now uh-huh. it's in her normal life. She works at a hardware store. She's very charming, like tomboy, but not too tomboy. Mm-hmm. Just like knows how to fix tomboy, sink, but you but know but she's also, still hot. Yes. Um, and we meet her friends, who are very charming, but they have the most insane hair I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Mm-hmm. And Maggie thinks that this <laughs> article in the USA Today is a bachelorette joke, which is yeah, a concept I've engaged. never heard of before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those classic bachelorette jokes. <laughs> um, you know. And so she's like, she yeah, she thinks like they just printed like one copy of this and like put it in her hardware store. It's yeah. like a joke. And they're like, girl, this is real. So then she's upset and she writes a letter to the editor. Mm-hmm. And that's when we meet the ex-wife editor and Hector and everything and uh, Maggie writes in she's like I'm not gonna sue you but I want this guy fired and Rita Wilson's like yeah I think that seems fair so she fires Isaac <laughs> Ike I forgot what his name was yeah which like she totally could sue she should sue she should sue she should sue she should sue 
I use that think- money makes more lamps. Absolutely. <laughs> I totally forgot about that part. The lamps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we cut back to Hale, Maryland, where little Maggie Carpenter lives, and we meet Bob, who is her fiance, and he's wearing a T-shirt that says "Mountaineers do it against the wall." <laughs> And it's played, it's played. He's played by Christopher Maloney. It. It. <laughs> He's played very charmingly, very, yeah. very well by Christopher Maloney. And they're like going to go backpacking in the Himalayas for their honeymoon. And, um, okay, I have another clip. <laughs> so you, I feel like we talked about this in Runaway Bride. She has like a big laugh. Julia Roberts yeah. does. And Aha! Just, <laughs> right. And it just, they play, like every movie she's in, yeah. I feel like does the laugh. And I feel like it's supposed to be a thing that's like, She's so charming and quirky, but it's like she's she's so charming in other ways. She doesn't need this laugh. No, she doesn't need it, but she does it all the time. And I would like to play <laughs> the laugh this time. Hey, okay, this is the weight of the pack you'll be carrying in the Himalayas. Okay, you let me know if it's too heavy. Okay. We'll just- Whoa! Ah! A little, yeah, yeah, a little heavy, maybe. <laughs> you think it's done, but. like my alarm (laughs) that would be the most upsetting alarm i'd be divorced in a week Uh, you would be (laughs) um okay so now hector comes to richard and he's like listen i have a hookup at gq i think he's like a photographer or something who knows and he's like i've got vindication for you you can write this story about maggie carpenter and make it the cover story but you have to like go interview her and get the real story actually fact check this time which again should have been done from the beginning. It's crazy that it wasn't, and that he felt comfortable just yeah, right. A guy on a bar. Um, and so uh, Richard Gear heads to Maryland, and it's fall, and it's pretty cozy. He's driving scenery. the ugliest he's car he's ever driven in any movie. Camaro. I think last time I was like, oh, he drives a cute car in one of my bride, and I would like to amend. I would like to make amends for saying that because it's not. <laughs> Elise loves a Sebring. <laughs> Whatever it's called. Sebring. <laughs> i do it's my favorite car um as he's driving by the way through this beautiful scenery and to maryland the song man eater is playing oh oh here she comes which honestly is a very fun song well, watch out boys she'll, she'll chew, chew you up. up is this song by a woman no it's it's hall and oats oh um, okay, so he goes to town and we start to get a glimpse of this very quirky little Sorry, town. there was a drink I used to order um, at Gregory's and it was Holland Oats, but I said Holland Oats one time and I just kept saying it every time I went in. I got so nervous and I accidentally just kept saying it. Holland Oats. That's all. You're like, don't say Holland Oats, don't say Holland Oats. <laughs> Holland Oats, please! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Give you a headache. I have a migraine. <laughs> um, okay, so we get a glimpse of this cute little town, which is too quirky for its, its own good. To it's be already, honest. it's already so cute. It's already too, too cute and quirky, and then covered with twins and triplets, just, just Why? crawling with them. Literally, so many shots of chill, and it's all children. I actually, there might be some grown ups that are twins. Do grown up twins are freaky? But <laughs> you gotta kill one of them. <laughs> it's it's like very stars hollow this little town and yeah. i like a quirky yeah. small town but the, and i like th- i probably have a higher tolerance for quirk than mm-hmm. i think a lot of people do and even still some of this yeah it pushes pushes the quirk a little far yeah um okay so ike checks into a little hotel and he's, he's now wearing the glasses the mm-hmm. frameless glasses my friend rachel texted me a while ago 
Hi, Rachel. And <laughs> she was watching this movie and she's like, this movie hits like all of the bingo things. And I was like, that's because bingo is based I on this I think we movie. based it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't see his shirt off though. He even a wears a bit. long sleeve shirt underneath the Hawaiian shirt. He does. There's like a little bit. Of I don't know skin. if we'll see his, sh- I don't know if we'll ever see his shirt off again. I, uh, I don't know either. Hmm. Time will tell, I guess. We might have to redo the bingo board. We're going to have to rewatch American Gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the eyes he just gave me. <laughs> so Ma- he's on his, he's on the prowl to find Maggie. He goes to the hardware store. There's just a little sign that's like, be back in a little bit. I'm up, at, I'm, I'm at curl and s- curl up and die, which is the name of the hair salon. Pretty that, cute name. Yeah, it is cute. That Joan, I always keep wanting to call her Joan Rivers. Joan <laughs> Cusack, whose name is... Peggy Fleming, not the ice not skater. The ice skater. <laughs> so they're all hanging out at the hair salon that she owns. Um, and he comes in. And he's like, I'm looking for Maggie. And they're like, who's asking? And he's like, I'm just a guy. And they're like, we can tell you're a reporter because you have tassels on your loafers. I just bought a pair of loafers with tassels on them, by the way. Elisa's just going to start dressing like Richard Gere. <laughs> My fashion icon. Um, I think the Peggy Fleming, not the ice skater, is very funny. Yeah. Oh, that's a cute Yeah. Thing. It's a very fun thing. Um, so Maggie recognizes, he doesn't want to say who he is, obviously, but she recognizes him from the photo. Who could forget that face? Well, first of all, Julia Roberts is hiding underneath. She's fixing one of the chairs and she's like, she just does this like, oh, I'm so cute. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) She just does that too much. I I don't like Julia Roberts. I... I don't like her. I know that's, I know there's things to like about her. She's America's sweetheart. Yeah. Well, I don't like the military either. (laughs) America's other sweetheart. (laughs) I do like Julia Roberts. I find her very charming and movie starry, but sometimes I do get a little irked by some of the overly quirky things and like being annoyed while still finding myself being charmed somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It works well in this movie. It does. Um, But she's under this chair and then like he like talks to her. He like bends down, talks to her and then like he's like well he's like can i ask you some questions and then they realize like as he's talking to this other woman they like they see his photo yeah and they're like oh and they're like scheming yeah like obviously scheming as he's like talking and, and they're like we can but you have to get your hair washed yeah. if you want to ask your questions it's like kind of weird and he's like okay sure and so he lets them wash his hair which actually it turns out they dye it rainbow oh my God. which oh, is no. hard to do it's hard to do they do put a washcloth because lots of times when they do stuff like this in movies i'm like he would notice all the mm-hmm. colors, but they put a washcloth over his face. So he yeah. So like, this is how it has to be done. Yeah. <laughs> so then he, he's... They waterboarded. <laughs> <laughs> then the hair is revealed and his reaction is very much just like... Okay. okay. And he puts and on a, nope, what is now upset. very fashionable today, bucket. bucket hat. He buys a kid's bucket hat on the street. He and Maggie verbally spar a little bit. There's sparks flying already. Mm. Um, and then like randomly another lady smacks him with a newspaper and it's funny. He's having a bad day. He's having a bad day. And so Maggie goes home feeling very proud of herself. And lo and behold, smug. who's there? Talking to her family. Speaking of smug, it is... It's Ice. It's Ike. <laughs> Isaac. Me? Isaac. Um, <laughs> we know who Isaac is. And he is so smug and smarmy. This is what he says. Hello, Maggie. Listen to the way Hello, he says Maggie. That. If anybody said that. Hello, Maggie. <laughs> it's just, he's at home. He's sitting with Grandma. I just came over to apologize to your family. Uh, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. 
pushed a story. I, I made a mistake. But you, it's, it doesn't feel very sincere. Yeah. So he's sitting with with grandma. He's sitting with Bob. He's They're telling with her stories. Dad. They're telling stories about the other weddings. He's just like learning more. Um, at one point, the grandma, like when he tries to stand up, the grandma has like sewn her sewing project to his sleeve, which is, I think, a cute little. Yeah. A cute little like thing. That yeah, just they like a little thing that there. didn't need to be in there, yeah. but it was just funny. Um, the dad we learned has a lot of like canned jokes about Maggie. Like this, mm-hmm. we know wedding cake freezes. Yeah, like, yeah. Just lots of things. She's not the town's uh wait something bride, but she's the fastest yeah. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just lots. Oh of no, those. she's not the town's longest running joke, but she's the fastest. The fastest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they he finds Richard finds a tape of all the wedding videos. Convenient. So he goes home and he watches them. And Conveniently. we've got three former yeah. weddings. Very conveniently <laughs> that it's labeled Maggie's wedding radios. Um, <laughs> all three. So these are the three. We've got Gil. Gil. Who's a hippie. He's a hippie. And they got matching rose tattoos. And there was a trampoline at the wedding. And she's wearing kind like pigtails and a flower crown. I know. Trampoline and her wedding. dress was kind of cool. Yeah, it's it like a crocheted cute. like. Yeah. She used to wear five wedding dresses in this movie. Oh. She does. She likes that one because it twirls. <laughs> Swishes like a it's bell. Sh- All right. So that's the wedding to Gil. Then we have Brian who they get married. And it's in a church. It's very classical. This is where she, um, <laughs> there's a kid <laughs> holding her very long veil. And as she, she walks up to the front and then just keeps going and goes back down the aisle and the, drags the kid behind her, which is Hold funny. On. Yeah. There's a very clever cut right there. I noticed from like this, the kid finally like lets go of the veil and stands up and is just shaking his head, looking at her. <laughs> and it cuts to Ike watching the video, shaking his head exactly like the kid was. <laughs> and it, it turns out he was the kid. <laughs> was the little boy. And that's why. Because the thing is, it's like he goes in hard for her and after her and it's like you don't even know this woman why do you have such a vendetta against her you misogynist like it also isn't really clear like why he has so many issues and like yes he's divorced but he has a good relationship with his ex he's on good terms with her so i don't understand so it's a weird character trait from yeah Yeah. Um, he's just a man because like he's also best friends with her ex's husband like it's not like it's, it's weird um okay so then that's brian and then we have George. George is the guy in the bar that we don't... Running of the bulls I'm in Pamplona. A, I'm happy. This wedding is outdoors in a forest. It's pretty. Everyone's wearing white, though, which is a weird choice. Yeah. Like, everyone's everyone. wearing white. I'm going to require that when I get married. <laughs> Classical music. They ride in on horses. Also, the orchestra starts playing like a... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which feels like adding insult to injury for mm-hmm. the, the groom, if you ask me. Okay, so that's the background. She's done mm-hmm. this three times before. This is her fourth engagement. And that's how it went down. And they're all very different weddings, very mm-hmm. different men. She does not have a type. <laughs> nope. Um, okay, so now we cut to Trout Bakery, which... Oh, yeah. Lori Metcalf. This is her yeah. third movie. She's in just as many Richard and Gere movies as Hector Elizondo. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe she should be added to bingo. Yeah. Um, and... Julia, Maggie is there looking at wedding cake toppers and trying to figure out which ones are the best ones that look like her and Bob. And Ike shows up. I don't know how he knows she's there, but he shows up and he's just being generally snide and he keeps saying the Bobster. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But she's looking at wedding cake toppers and he's like, this one looks like you. And then he like picks up the bride and like pounds. I have a a clip of this. All right. And also I want to know how absolutely giggly Betty Trout is to meet Ike. And I feel like she's betraying Maggie immediately. Uh, Immediately. But also who can blame her? Uh, Maggie, I think this makes the best you. 
Taken. You must be that Mr. Graham fellow. Call yes, Liam Neeson. Just take it. I'm Betty Trout. Hi, Betty. <laughs> the giggling. Also, his like charmingness is so like he like that that interaction. Like it's not. It's obvious that he's like a salesman. It's like, obviously not genuine. Yeah. It's so smarmy. Um, I don't think I've ever heard his voice that high. Help me. Oh help yeah. Me. <laughs> It's very like, silly. Thinking about it, because I, I I think of him as like a rom com guy. But now that we've really thoroughly gone through all his movies, even the other so called rom com he was in, he's not funny in it. Like it's a very pretty serious role for him. This is the first movie I feel like where he is repeatedly and intentionally funny, like doing yeah. comedy, and I actually feel like he's pretty good at it. Yeah, like there's a couple things he does that like hit my funny bone big time. Would it hit your funny bone as hard if it was someone else though? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But I feel like he's, I mean, I'm not saying he's a comedian. Yeah. He is not a comedian, but he pulls off like. He's not a comedian like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> like our <laughs> favorite comedian. But I do feel like it takes, like not everyone can pull off even trying to do any sort of humor in movies. That's hard, and yeah. and I feel like he does yeah. a better job than that's I true. Yeah. expected. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Okay. So also a funny, th- a funny little thing that Betty does is she's always fiddling with people's clothes. Like, mm. like as he's talking to her, she's like buttoning his cuffs. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, okay. And it's just cute. Like this, cute. this little town There's is little cute. Things. Yeah. So the, she's telling him like, we have a luau the night before the wedding. You're invited to it. And Maggie's like, what the hell? Everyone <laughs> stop. Like stop yeah. inviting him to everything. Then we go to football practice. Bob is a high school football coach. Of course she is. Of course. And I think he's a PE teacher yeah. too. And, Maggie's going to meet Bob at work and who's there Ike is there of course he's wearing he's a letterman jacket somehow and he's like on the thing that the football players push like just hanging yeah. out and he's eating whatever he bought at the trout bakery yeah um and it turns out that how Bob- did he get there before her I like, don't know <laughs> I'd have to be that settled in I don't know but not long enough to not have already eaten the thing like, from trout bakery long enough to be given a jacket yeah like where did Bob get that jacket? And Bob's just like happy to have him around. And he gave him the jacket. Letterman jackets yeah. are not cheap. Nope. But he's so happy to have him around that he invited Ike to the wedding. <laughs> and Maggie's like, okay, cool. Now he's coming to the wedding. So Maggie then makes a beeline for Brian, who is the she's ex being that she, stalked. She's being stalked. And so she's trying to get to people before Ike gets to people. <laughs> this poor woman. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes and meets Brian, who she the guy who's the guy that she was getting married to in the church. Yeah. She dragged the kid. But Brian is now a, a past, full-on a Catholic preach, uh, priest because he's yeah. his father, right? Yep. Um, Daddy. And she goes to talk to him, Daddy Brian, and it turns out Ike already got to him. And yep. and he does say, like, oh, he just asked normal stuff. But he did ask one weird question. And she's like, what did he ask? And she's like, he asked what kind of eggs you like. And she's like, that's weird. So then she goes, I have a clip of all the egg, a compilation <laughs> of the egg things for later on. <laughs> Okay. So then Maggie's like, okay, he's hitting all the ex-boyfriends. Got to go find Gil. So she goes and finds Gil, who was like the hippie guy. And he has a garage, like a... A car garage. A mechanic you, shop. Like a mechanic shop. And who's already there? Ike is already he's there. He's in a car that's like the on car. the lift. Yeah. <laughs> and so you don't know it at first. And Maggie's like, Gil, will you make sure you don't show Ike this picture of me? And Ike is already holding this topless photo of Maggie and just like leering at it and laughing and he's just this whole scene he's such a monster like he's yeah he's it's not so, good he's mean he's just he's like he's not likable throughout these no 
Um, and like he brings up like, you know, Gil's like, oh yeah, Maggie and I got matching tattoos, and and it turns out like she doesn't like she's he's like show me your tattoo and mike is like yeah maggie show him the tattoo and there's no tattoo there and and he's heartbroken and i have a clip of this just to show how what mean he's being so mean right now he's making fun of gil when gil is really sad um here it is maggie that's gil you got it removed gil Gil, i'll go you double or nothing it was a stake on maggie Really, really afraid of needles, but that doesn't make me a bad person. (laughs) And it does make you a bad person. Look, look. I think this man is hard. This is awful. So mean. It's not. I think I am. Like as Gil's being sad to just sit there, be like, oh, he's so sad. He's sad. Does anybody in this town like him? I don't know. He comes back around though because yeah, it works. We were charmed by him. Okay, so then we cut to Richard Gere playing guitar on the street with a bunch of locals because he's got to get that instrument playing in. And of course, it's really him playing, and I'm sure and he's it was just improvised. jamming, and I'm sure it was improvised. It was. <laughs> it was. You know, for Yogi texted me. <laughs> uh, you watch it? No, he just texted me some trivia. <laughs> and one of the things was that um, he improvised the part he was playing yep. on that Makes scene. Makes sense. Yep. He not only played the guitar for real, but he improvised the part he was playing. <laughs> Um, okay, now we're at a baseball game. It's just like a a, a local softball. Local softball. Thank yeah. you. Um, Maggie is wearing the most 1999 cowboy hat I have ever seen. Yeah, there was. a I really wanted a hat like oh, that. Oh, me too. Like I just wanted. I wanted that whole look she had because the shirt is kind of like an like, Ed Hardy sort of yeah. long sleeve tee, like the flareish jeans. Yeah, the flare the jeans. Belt, the belt, like a brown belt. Yeah, it was the look. The look. Um. So Maggie's like. Oh, Ike shows up. So Maggie's like, I'm going to go down and and be away from him and just like. So Richard's on. sitting next to Come this is next Joan. to Peggy. Yeah. Not Peggy Fleming, the ice skater. <laughs> and he's asking about her husband. Who is around. Yeah. <laughs> he's asking about her husband, Corey. And Maggie somehow lets it slip that Corey. Or I'm sorry. Peggy lets it slip that Corey and Maggie dated in high mm-hmm. school. And Ike is very interested to hear this. And then immediately Peggy's like, oops. Yeah. She's like, Ugh. and she just kind of is like, I mean, no, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's just like they kind of, he like calls her magpie. And it's like this annoying thing. And Ike is like, oh, like this bothers her. And then like he's watching, they're watching as like Maggie gives him like a, like a chest bump essentially. Yeah, Cause like, like he scores. Yeah. And there's a chest bump. He like bump scores a high home run. She gets like way too excited about it. Yeah, and like and very touchy feely he watches peggy's face and she's clearly not this i have another clip which is just the way that he cheers at the baseball game yay! He just goes, yay! Yay! Like a little kid um okay so it's like okay maggie there, it's not as straightforward perhaps as everything being perfect here and everyone's fine with maggie doing her you stuff. leave quite the wake. Yeah, he says, you assist Maggie leaves quite awake. Because Peggy's upset and she leaves. So Maggie comes and she's like, she's what like, did what, you, what do you to say her? to her? Uh-huh. And he's like, what's this whole thing with Corey? Like, reenacts like the high five that they did. <laughs> <laughs> and so Maggie yeah. goes to talk to her friend Peggy. And this is an interesting talk, I think. Because yeah. a lot of times this movie pulls weird stuff where it's like kind of annoying. Or it's like, yeah, that's super unrealistic. But then sometimes yeah. it's really self-aware. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those times where it is really self-aware where Peggy is like, actually, guess what? I have another clip. Do you have a clip for this? <laughs> Can you imagine nope. me having a clip? Do you think I flirt with Corey? Yes. 
don't know. I think sometimes you just sort of spaz out with excess flirtatious energy and it just lands on anything male that moves. Anything male that moves? As opposed to anything male that doesn't? Well, like certain kinds of coral. <laughs> Definitely gonna have to kill myself. Why? Because Why? you think Ma? I'm like, hey man, check me out. No, I don't. I think you're like, I'm charming and mysterious in a way that even, even I, I don't understand. understand. And something about me is crying out for protection from a big man like you. It's very hard to compete with, especially as married women who've lost our mystery. That last little bit is like so um, spot on to what yeah. this character is doing. And I didn't think that they knew that. And then yeah. they like say it. And it's really interesting. And it was also like a really nice conversation between friends. Yeah. I like that Maggie showed up to apologize and yeah. that Joan was just like, like honest real with and her, like also was like, I love you. Upset. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It um, was good. And then so Maggie's like, I won't flirt with Corey anymore. And she's like, maybe just now that you're aware it hurts people's feelings. Like, be aware of what you do. And yeah. it's it's really nice. Yeah. It's so weird to have such like a grounded real <laughs> moment in a movie like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I feel like this is like a pre-Manic Pixie Dream Girl yeah. situation. Yeah. Where they didn't have the name for Who's it Who's the original? Natalie Portman. Mm. The worst offender one, I think, is Nicole. Not Nicole. Um, in Elizabeth Town. Oh, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst in yeah. Elizabeth Town. That's like the most like blatant like. What the? Also, at one point, Maggie's like, "No, I'm I'm just weird," and Joan's like, "You're not weird. You're quirky. I'm weird, and it's not as cute." <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Um, I, Maggie is a little better than a manic pixie dream girl because she does at least have like an internal life and like yeah. a background, and we get into her character yeah, a little that's bit. True. But still. Okay, so now Maggie decides it's a good idea to go break into Ike's hotel. Yeah. And she, it's easy to do. She just goes to the front desk and is like, give me the key. Yeah. So she goes in and she looks around and he has like a cassette of Miles Davis songs. And she sees notes all over the place that he's made about her. Like one of them says, how does she get all those men? She's not that beautiful, which is really mean. Anyway, she just steals that. everything, which is yeah. funny that she takes all his notes. Yeah. Um, so he, Mike is on his way home and he's talking to Hector. And this is like back to back. We got these very self-aware moments because I thought this was a very interesting Thing that Hector says to Mike. I mean, Ike. <laughs> you know, my theory is that she's always running because she gets negative attention. And negative attention is attention. You know, like when women whack you on the street because of your column. That's negative attention. We're talking about her negative attention, not mine. Which is very astute yeah. of him to point out that yeah. maybe part of the reason that he writes all these like incendiary columns yeah. about women is because at least it gets people to pay attention to him. Yep. <laughs> Thought that was good job, Hector. Good job, Hector. Um, okay, so now I comes to the hotel and he catches Maggie in the act. It's funny, like it's just like she's like runs through the room and he sees her and she goes and hides in the bathroom. And this clip is one of the times that for some reason it tickles my funny bone very much. So he's trying to break into the bathroom that she's in. Come on. I think we should have a very serious discussion about why you are such a pain in the ass! Come on, open the door! The escalation was so scary. So, we were, both of us were like, ah! <laughs> just when we were watching funny. it. Um, one of the notes that she finds, by the way, says, shows no remorse, which is mm -hmm. a good note because mm -hmm. she doesn't ever really no. seem to feel bad about, even when she does it again, spoiler yeah. alert to Bob, yeah. immediately she's like, oh, oh, bye, Bob. You'll find someone. You'll find someone. Like, she doesn't feel bad. No. She, there's no, she doesn't miss him at no. all. Like, it's no. crazy. Um, okay, so 
he catches her. She like escapes. Uh, but then we have the next morning and she breaks into the hotel again and is and, like wakes him up. She's like just sitting there perched. She's sitting there and is like cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> Which is terrifying. terrifying. She's she she's lucky she's cute. She's like both of them are lucky they're cute. Yeah. Because none of this would be acceptable nope. from unattractive people. Okay, so she um offers to this is where he's like kind of shirtless yeah okay oh right okay because <laughs> he's sleeping with no shirt on you yeah. and then he like sits up and she's like whoa i don't want to see little ike and then he like puts her shirt on but so she- little ike is on his chest <laughs> yeah, seriously <laughs> um that's one of the things that got it a pg rating oh. so she offers to let him interview her yeah and she's like she's you're like, getting I'll all the comply. facts wrong. i saw your notes you're still gonna write a bad story about me so like yeah i'll comply you can interview me but it's gonna cost you a thousand dollars and they barter down to 650 um i have another clip because he makes a really weird noise to cooperate and let you interview me for a thousand bucks what is that? <laughs> that was a weird groan. Weird groan. Anyways, they bar. I they barter. I I wrote. I like how they look at each other. They have twinkles in their eyes. I just think those two have good chemistry. Um. So he like follows her around for the day, like with her permission. Yeah. <laughs> for once, and they go to her workshop, and that's where we find what Sarah was talking about. He's like, oh wow, like all these little lamps made out of like different industrial pieces, and she's been working on a little logo for herself. Aww. And he's like, you could sell these in New York. <sighs> she's like, I know, but. I don't someday. know. Someday. Mm-hmm. Um, she shows him all the wedding rings, which I can't believe she kept all of them. Rude. Bob's ring. It was like just like a like a dark silver flower. It's a, oh, Gil's ring. is. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was Bob's they ring? They all look like the guys. Bob's is a diamond number one. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so bad. The worst one. And it's also like just because you like sports doesn't mean that like it has to be your entire Everything. persona. I know. Chris uh, Maloney. Christopher. So she's Ike's like, how did he propose to you? Let me guess. It was on a scoreboard. And she's like, actually, yes. And it was the best moment of my life. And then Ike, for some reason, is like, I think that the way you should propose to somebody is this. And he gives this little speech. And as he gives it, it zooms in on her. And you can tell she's totally like, this Entrance. is romantic. Which, by the way, I thought this was the most romantic thing when I was a 10-year-old. Um <laughs> <laughs> like, really so we're thinking about 10 year olds like thinking, thinking about, about that romance. stuff i know with like, like a 50 year old silver-haired man i think the most that anybody can honestly say is look look i guarantee that there'll be tough times i guarantee that at some point one or both of us is going to want to get out of this thing but i also guarantee that if i don't ask you to be mine i'll regret it the rest of my life crying because I know, in my heart, in my heart, you're the only one for me. I like it. At least it's crying, it guys. I'm weeping. So that's uh, that's his little proposal, and it's supposed to. It's very much supposed to be like a big moment in this movie, right? Like it zooms in on a her, turning kind of, point, kind of like not maybe not falling for him, but like a little bit being like, oh, he's got something about it. Wait him. a second, because um, like she and Bob, they're cute together, but like they're not. It's like a little bit of a weird fit where it's like he's he's got his thing. What's her thing? Her thing is his thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because like that speech is fine. Like it shows a little bit of realism, but it's not like ground bake. baking <laughs> baking the ground um they talk about ike's divorce a little bit she's like what happened with your and he's like i don't know we've never talked about it mm. um 
Okay, now they go wedding dress shopping. And there is the dress in the window that she really wants, which, by when the way... Wait, sorry, when does he go back to New York and talk to his ex-wife about that? Is that uh, before the luau? It's before the luau, okay. yeah. Um, so they go wedding dress shopping, and I have to say, this wedding dress, in my mind, was the wedding <sighs> mm-hmm. dress for years and years afterwards. Like, even when my sister got married in 2006, and we were <laughs> wedding dress shopping, there was a dress that was kind of a knockoff of this, and I was like... That's the dress I want when I get married. She's been married for 15 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. She got Good married. Job, Aaron. a little baby. That's I know. Fift- Can you imagine? <laughs> 15 years. 15 years. And on his 15th birthday, found out it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't his. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Yeah. This dress, definitely. Like, it was like, wow, this is the most amazing thing. It do- I still think it's very pretty. Like, it, it holds up, especially mm-hmm. when she wears it with the veil. And there's like, it's very 60s retro. There's like a yeah. bow. It's got, yeah, I like it. Very classic style lines. Yes, good lines. And when she comes out, she's like, my favorite thing about it is that it swishes like a bell. And like, it's just white. It's got, like you said, good lines. And yeah. it has like three stripes of ribbon. Yep. And then translucent in between. Trans- and then the top. And then translucent on top yeah. with like, like a wide sleeveless Yeah, it's look. pretty. High collar. It's, it's great. pretty on her. She's, I mean, she's She lets stunning. down her hair. She lets down her hair and she's like, how does it look? And he's like, you look fine. And then he goes back to his newspaper and it's upside down. He's and like, <clears throat> yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and she's like, you're reading your newspaper upside down. And of course she has on like her work boots. Boots underneath it. And he says something. He's like, Bob will love it. And she's like, oh, Bob. And like, they have to run to find Bob. <laughs> um, and so. <laughs> oh, Bobby. <laughs> so they go and they're eating breakfast with Bob and um Bob at like a diner. At a diner. And so now I have a compilation of the three cut times that we hear about eggs. About Maggie and her eggs. So she's ordering eggs with Bob. They're eating breakfast with Richard. What was the one ridiculous question that he asked? Oh, wait. oh he wanted to know. Sorry, this is a compilation. So oh, the first okay. one is with Brian. I think the second one is with Bob, and then the third one is with the guy from the bar that Richard meets up with right. later and asks him. Okay, start over. What was the one ridiculous question that he asked? Oh, he wanted to know how you liked your eggs. Oh. Weird. <laughs> like a person's gonna remember after all this time. Scrambled with salt, pepper, and dill, same as me. That's all right, I'm gonna have the garden omelet, egg whites only. Okay. Mm, that sounds good, I'll have the same. Of course. What is that? I can't even Smirky. order eggs without sarcasm from you? <laughs> so many weird groans. What kind of eggs she liked? Poached. Same as me. Okay, so we notice every single time the kind of egg she yep. liked is the same as whatever partner she's Which with. Which is so weird. How many times are you eating eggs together? <laughs> I don't know. In I guess. Morning? I guess, yeah, that's probably true. Yogi doesn't eat eggs, so oh, I'm like, that's right. That's, I, I just realized, I was like, that's such a weird, it's like, but people eat eggs for breakfast a lot. <laughs> Unless there's someone who doesn't eat yeah. eggs. Um, so that's, a, th- I have to say this eggs thing is also something that I've referenced all the time throughout my life. I know, t- I can think of two specific people in my life that were like big people in my life that I've been like, they're just like Julia Roberts and Runaway Bride where they, they don't even know what kind of eggs they like. The only the, the kind of eggs that they go for is whoever's egg they're with. <laughs> they, this movie really made an impact on It really on made an impact what on can you. I say? Yeah. Um, then we have a meeting with Grandma. Ike is somehow talking to Grandma and yep. her friend. And throughout all this, like, just, like, fun music is playing. Yeah. Like, in, like, montage music, kind yeah, of. Absolutely. This is this was one of the most memorable parts of this movie to me as a 10-year-old. Her Same, because I didn't is, fully understand. Yeah. Grandma's like, 
Oh, I found out. I finally figured out why it is that Maggie is always running because she's scared of the wedding night. And they're both like giggly and like, yeah. oh boy. And I like covers his ears as one eye. <laughs> and this is what grandma Maggie. says. Innocent girls are terrified of the one-eyed snake. <laughs> she's a and witch. Her, she says it like a one, witch. And like her like. Of the one-eyed snake. Her face is so wrinkly <laughs> and small. And her eyes narrow when she says snake. And yeah. it just is like. It really. And that's kind of how I pictured penises for a for long, long time. <laughs> so one-eyed snake. I'm just like. She said she took a, a knitting needle to bed. <laughs> oh, yeah. On her wedding night. <laughs> Um, and then Julia's like, Grandma, I tamed the snake a while ago. And Grandma's like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> you can uncover your ears now yeah. to her friend. <laughs> um, so Maggie gives Ike a Miles Davis album. And he's like super thrilled about it. And yeah. he's like, wow, this is so nice of you. And she's like, no, I was just cleaning out the attic. It's not a big deal. And Grandma's watching and she says, I smell trouble. trouble. <laughs> she's a little witch. Um, then Maggie goes to pick up her dad at a bar throughout. There's kind of references peppered to the fact that he's an alcoholic and his drinking is not just like a fun bow, thing. Bow, bow, bow. Um, and she's having to take him out of the bar and she's trying to get him in the truck and it's difficult. And Richard Gere, like all of a sudden shows up to help her on the other yeah, side. He's like driving past and he sees her truck and she's like, please don't like write about this. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, and like kind of just gives like an, of course I wouldn't like, you yeah. Know. Um, so then he's like, let him sleep it off in the car, which is like, just leave him in this car leave by this the highway. this incapacitated man <laughs> at the bar. And let's go for a ride together. So they go in off. In my cool car. In my cool Camaro. It's so ugly. They go off together on a ride and they're like talking like about like their histories. We learned like Maggie went off to college and had to come home because her mom died and her dad was uh, starting to drink and stuff. So they're just like kind of getting to know each other as actual people instead of just nemesis nemesis um and then the car breaks down because ike put the wrong kind of gas in it because he's a city slicker he doesn't know he's just a little city boy city boy they're starting to like look at each other for like long city cook (laughs) sorry they're starting to like look at each other like longer looks are happening and they even talk about like attraction is just like a thing. If you can't help it, it doesn't mean love. And then they like stare at each other. And I feel like he like stares at her boobs. Very like freshman college, kind yeah. Of, like conversation. Oh yeah, he's helping her out over a fence. Oh, of course. And like in that moment, like they like touch and like he's like right at eye level with her boobs. Yeah, and they're both just kind of like, wait a second, what is this? Okay, so now Ike goes back to New York. And he interviews George again, and he's kind of like, I don't know, I don't think she's a monster. And George is like, she's getting to you too. Um. He also talks with his ex-wife there. Yeah. And then I wrote down everything everyone says is a one-liner. Yeah. Like, they just talk, especially the New York people, they talk like... Yeah. Like it was written. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's, Ike is sitting at Rita and Hector's house, and he's playing piano. Two instruments this movie? Double instra. And he's like, what went wrong with our marriage? And she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, we've never talked about this before. And he, like, very genuinely apologizes, and they, like, have very tender, like, kiss on the cheek. It's very, it's nice. It's very nice. Hector walks in and like he has fortune cookies. Like Buddha says, like don't leave wife alone with ex husband or something yeah. like that. Like <laughs> Man he kind of like makes life, but he, yeah, yeah. But he like everything feels very nice between all of them. Yeah, like they're all just they're just grown ups about yeah. it. I guess Rita Wilson's hair is incredible in this. It's big, oh, it's so big. <laughs> okay, so then we go. I'm, we want more hair. Give me more hair. They go to the luau. And Maggie has Ike on the brain. You can tell she's a little bit crushing, maybe. 
and she's like whispering to Peggy about him and she's like I just don't like where is he I don't I don't I don't, I don't like that I haven't seen him and then my Ike shows up wearing everyone's wearing Hawaiian clothes he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt over a sweatshirt a thick. she's wearing a bikini top with a open Hawaiian shirt mm-hmm. over it very different and when she sees him weather. he like comes up behind her and she gets and he's like talking to her and she's like looking ahead with the goofiest expression on her face and he sniffs her yeah like it's <laughs> <laughs> these people are behaving if you saw this I would be like well weddings off yeah like what the fuck you know like they are what the heck into each other and so then there's a roast the town does a little roast on maggie where each person goes around and makes a little joke like real fun to make fun of maggie isn't it the pitter patter of little feet not be maggie yeah and and things like that may the gifts be returnable i have this movie memorized you really do (laughs) at least hasn't opened her notebook once she is just (laughs) staring straight ahead she hasn't blinked (laughs) um and this part is interesting because everybody's making fun of Maggie and she's like laughing, but also kind of in her face. You can see okay, that it's I'm not done. actually that fun for her. And Ike is really paying a lot of attention to her. And he comes up and he's like, everyone's like, oh, do you want to make a speech? And he's like, just a second. And he like bends down. He's like, are you OK? Yeah, it's so and she's embarrassed that he's doing this. Yeah. And so then he's like, no, I'm going to make a toast. And so he makes the following toast to uh, the Maggie's family and friends. May you the accent is find yourselves here. the find bullseye I've just gotten back from New York. an easy target. <laughs> May you be publicly flogged for all of your bad choices. And may your noses be rubbed in all of your mistakes. And may your noses. Well, that was funny, but enough toasting. Let's hula. <laughs> That's Betty Trout. That's great. Um, so he gives this little speech where she's like, everyone's kind of, okay, they feel bad, but it's also like, like I remember, again, as a child thinking this was very romantic. Like, so, yeah, oh, he how like honor. In. Yeah, he stepped in and defended and her. She leaves and he follows her and they're outside talking. And she's furious. I am. And I, I also wrote, like, this is very rich coming from the guy who wrote that article. Like, what right does he have? It's been, like, a week right. to step in and be like, how dare you all rub her right. nose? It's like, you wrote you a nationally. national article shaming her for this. Right. But way to come around and then shame everybody else for it. Um, so anyways, he's, like, expecting her to be like, thank you so much. And she's mad at him. Like, you humiliated me. Mm-hmm. They get in a big fight. Yeah. And he calls her scared and lost. And he says she doesn't even know what kind of eggs she likes. And like, she doesn't want you would say (laughs) sounds like me. And then she yells at him. And I, um, oh, I I have a clip of this. What are you doing? You really want that guy up there to drag you up Annapurna for your honeymoon? You do not want to climb Annapurna. Yes, I do. They sound like children. They do. Serious. You want a man you want me. who will lead you down the beach. <laughs> beach? With his hand over your eyes. Just Murdering so you, you. Discover the feel of sand under your feet. Yeah. You want a guy that. The music. Wake you up at dawn. Nope. Never do that. He's just bursting to talk to you. No, <laughs> don't talk to me in the morning. <laughs> Not until I have my coffee. Stop it. I am getting married on Sunday, and you are just trying to make me run. Okay, I have, there's more to that, but I just have to interject. It's so crazy that he goes, like, literally in the same breath from saying, like, 
you don't know what you actually want. All you do is what these men want to saying, I'll tell you what you want. And then goes very detailed being like, this is exactly what you want. But like, it's like you are doing the exact you're same doing thing. The same yeah. thing, but we're not supposed to think that we're supposed right. to be charmed and like think this speech is romantic. And you can tell that like, she's like, that is exactly what I want. And that's yeah. why she's like, stop it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's so close to being self-aware sometimes and then it does yeah. that anyway so then she gets to call him on some of his issues because you're a cynical exploitive mean-hearted creep who wouldn't know real love if it bit him in the armpit Ow. all you do is, is tear others down and and, and laugh at them and criticize what they do because you're too afraid to do anything yourself I read your columns. You never once wrote anything about yourself. I am not the only one that is lost. And you know it. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. So that's. She's making good points. Yeah. And I do like that they point out that it's not just her with issues. Yeah. Like this guy clearly has yeah. something because he like got There's fired from his job. There's something happening here. Um, okay. So then Bob comes out and is just like, hey guys, what's what's going on? And I do like that Bob is not oblivious to this. Like yeah. he clearly can tell that something significant right. is happening between these two. But he just kind of like, instead of being like, tell me what's happening. He's just like, you want to go back inside? And yeah. brings her inside. I think Christopher Maloney is so good in this. Like he, he just is. plays it really good he's where a, he's like, yeah. he's, he's, he's kind of dumb and like, uh, just like sweet and naive, but yeah. he's not to an unbelievable point. He's like not, he notices yeah. they're yelling at each other. I feel like in some movies they don't even notice. It's just like, Hey guys, what you doing what's out here? Like yeah. he at least yeah. picks up on the weird energy. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. We're getting close here. I promise. Um, <laughs> 10 more pages 10 more pages that's all so then they go have a wedding rehearsal which like they have this big fight and this is like the next time they see each other after the big yeah. fight and it's kind of crazy what transpires because the last time they saw each other they were yelling um okay so the wedding rehearsals at the church yeah small group small group we've got gary marshall's daughter yep <laughs> some random guy playing the organ some random guy playing the organ christopher maloney uh-huh. joan peggy fumling fumling uh-huh. and julia roberts and richard and richard for some reason he's there too um and so bob is like hey ike you're gonna be the pastor so we're gonna walk down the aisle to you as he's we like we, we gotta we gotta do a what's it a practice or what is he called a scrimmage or something like he's something like, like, he like all these like sports everything's terms. a sports analogy yeah um and so he's like yeah so he makes richard gear the groom yeah he starts off having her, him be the the priest yeah. and then she's like moving too slow and so he's like i'm gonna walk you maggie and we'll have we'll walk to ike who's the groom which immediately joan is like this is a terrible idea also before this she's like ringing the bell yeah. at the church and yeah. it like catch like she's so tiny like she's she starts so swinging delicate. from it <laughs> and Richard is like sanctuary <laughs> but like yeah she's just like being a silly goofy girl but but she's like over like this this something has come unhinged in her yeah <laughs> she's scene. fully it's like it's unbelievable it's like too much she's like she has a glazed look she's not looking in the right direction she's like just goofy smiling like she's, she's kind of had- like right she's like drunk yeah she does seem drunk she's had some sort of nervous break or she's drunk those are the only options um okay now sarah has a theory about (laughs) 
<laughs> about what happens and this is where that begins because as she's walking down the aisle bob is like you know keep eye contact keep your eye on the ball he's the ball keep your eye yeah. on the ball so she makes very intense eye contact with ike and then her whole demeanor changes <laughs> and she like kind of just like hones in like head cocked and he's like looking at her a little nefariously <laughs> with his like eyes squinted even smaller and like she all of a sudden like is like walking towards him hypnotized so we think he's a vampire he's a, so i put boy witch vampire also a warlock a warlock perhaps <laughs> he has put some sort of spell on, on her from here on it truly, out please watch this scene and the rest of the second please watch from here on and like tell me you don't get weird witch <laughs> boy witch vibes because there's a lot it's always and he's like, like you always, said, they just started fighting they just got done fighting <laughs> And then all of a sudden they're at the church and he's like, okay, look at him. And she like really looks at him and he's like <laughs> with his eyes. And then it's all out. It's all over. She's yeah. walking down the aisle towards him and they barely say you may not kiss the bride. And they are mecking going at it. Also, I wrote the cheekbones on these two. Both of them have real good cheekbones. Baby would just be cheekbones. Baby would be all cheekbones. Um, it's a good kiss. It's a nice kiss. Um, poor Bob. And I have a clip. And Bob's just watching it. They're yeah, all Bob's watching standing it. as though he's the priest. And the the, guy, the organist is playing and like doesn't stop playing. He like holds. He's yeah. like dun 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 dun. And everyone's like <laughs> And then. Well, okay, okay. So if, uh, if you're imagining me, you, you, you did great. What the hell were you doing? Uh, Bob, I'm really sorry about that. She kissed me back. I kissed you back. Yes, you did. You kissed me. Yeah, caught that. You want to tell me how long this has been going on? Ever since she locked eyes with him. <laughs> what do you expect me to say to this? Poor Bob. Yeah. Hello. Well, Bob, you could say, um, well, I hope you two will be really happy together. Punch. <laughs> I hope you two will be really happy together. <laughs> it's so good. It's really good. good like, job, Bob. Bob. Yeah, that's a really, he's perfect character. He's cause, like, perfectly cast. He's, he's not so douchey. It's just, yeah. He's really great. Poor Bob. So then he leaves. He leaves and Julia's just kind of like, sorry, Bob. Gary Marshall's girl goes after. Gary Marshall's girl. (laughs) Daughter runs after him. Like, I'm single. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then it's just, and then Joan is like, okay, well, you're going to call me later. And she scampers off. And so it's just Richard and And Julia. Standing and they're like we need to like what just happened in there and they're like i don't even know but like we don't even i don't even want to talk about it and they look at each other and then it, again some sort of spell has been put on them they're like magnets and they just start macking again and then and he's then, like no, no 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 no, we need to talk we need to talk <laughs> she's wearing a long denim skirt I just she's wearing a long denim skirt and so they're just like i mean i don't know what do we do and then all of a sudden he's like well i mean you do have a dress and we do have the church and it's she's like hmm that's true and he's like you could marry someone that you really love which is presumptive of him presumptuous i don't know and she's like you and he's like i mean yeah and she's like hmm. and she thinks about it and what she her test to see do i love him is the two of them galloping on a horse together <laughs> and then she's like yeah i i think I, i'm okay with that and then they just say to get in married <laughs> it is the next day crazy like they've known each other less than a week i would say and it started off with this misogynist like coming after her and wreaking havoc on her life this and- is the most unbelievable part of the movie i understand why it had to happen this way for the movie but 
insane. And insane. And her whole self awareness of like jumping too quick, you yeah. know, and like and like not focusing, you know, like it just like gone. It goes away. She's starting to re- like they they called each other on their crap, yeah. and then it, they both just yeah it's gone so she's getting ready to get married she's getting ready there's like and a, it's a fun little montage yeah. dixie then, chicks are playing they're spending time together yeah like they're playing cards he's reading to her a lot i've Too much never for 24 never hours read to you like that like no. while pushing you on a tire swing <laughs> nope <laughs> i would not have the patience for it no like maybe on a road trip every activity they're doing it lasts four minutes yeah in my book <laughs> yeah um he's like gonna write a novel now he feels inspired can i do impression of them playing cards yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's more there's more of that okay so now it's the wedding day and there's reporters everywhere and all of ike's friends from new york have come and julia is downstairs they're, they're like where is he is he late um which is funny i watched a um we have a soundtrack to this podcast and i watched an interview with julie roberts about this movie and she was talking about like when they like met at a, a restaurant to talk about it with gary marshall to be like do we want to do this and she's like we were sitting there waiting for richard and she was like richard has a very romantic relationship with time so i guess he's late a lot that's funny <laughs> Much like your friend elise who made sarah wait for more than 20 <laughs> minutes outside in the heat this morning. yeah that's why i was sweaty it's my fault um okay so she's like waiting for ike to show up and uh her friends are just like trying to be like hype men they're like listen like i saw eight geese they're flying in a v i think it's it's victory victory v for victory and then finally ike arrives and one more time lady smacks him with a newspaper very funny every time it's a big event it's a big event there's like reporters yeah and he's just like put your cameras away he's like all she's like she's like being too weird like like she's like blowing bubble gum in front of a fan and like having to like use like a paper bat like she just was being a little bit too like okay yeah um and then they i remember this scene from when i was younger the new york side i think this was in the trailers <laughs> the new york side and the um like small town side uh-huh. and everybody from new york is wearing sunglasses wearing black it has cell phones talking on a cell phone yeah <laughs> very 1999 uh-huh. um why is bob there bob's at the wedding i would have been on vacation at this point like i'm with my friends and we are in non maybe not <laughs> yeah we're in cabo i'm just getting drunk but bob is there and he walks up to ike and he kind of like looks like he's about to push him yeah and ike is all scared and then he just like gives him a Cause, flower because he's small he's like little. Richard is little. He's little christopher is a big a big man how tall is christopher maloney i bet he's only like 5 11 5 10 he's so ripped but he's like he's just got so much mass six feet oh he's always probably not actually he's probably five eleven. yeah <laughs> he's he's mm. why do we ask if we always negate it <laughs> i don't know we just go with what we thought we anyways. go one inch shorter all of the, yeah. unless it's over six feet because nobody lies about being over six that's feet that's true like cousin greg's not like i'm actually six four but i tell people i'm six five actually yeah. i don't know how tall he is i think he's at least six five cousin greg, cousin greg. <laughs> you know, i have no idea what his name is his name is nicholas course you know brawn wow <laughs> um oh, wow betty trout is there oh so hector everyone's and there hector and rita show up and and ike's like friends <laughs> and that's he, how i feel he, yeah, me too <laughs> he asks um hector to be his best man 
He's like, we're friends, right? We so like this guy doesn't have very many friends, no. I guess, except for everybody in New York. Right. Um, so Betty Trout is like grooming everybody, including Hector, who's like the woman. This woman just pulled a hair from the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> this is the other part that like the two parts of this movie that Richard does that really tickle my funny bone are when he screams about what her like in the bath trying to get in the bathroom and he's yeah. like oh, you're such a pain yeah. in the ass and then at this part where betty will not stop grooming them and he's trying like, mrs trout please stop and he just like pushes her like he like with his elbows yeah. and like tries to get her out of the way and it's funny yeah um so he's standing up where he should be standing yes she comes down the aisle yeah it's going good she like pauses for a second everybody gasps and then she's like <gasps> and then she like it like keeps going uh-huh. and everything's fine and they said no cameras uh-huh. inside of the venue. But Mr. Trout, he's that he scamp. brought in a disposable camera and the flash goes off. And so she's staring at Richard Gere and tell, he's staring at her like he did in the rehearsal with his little witch eyes. <laughs> and little tiny witch eyes. <laughs> little tiny witch eyes. Camera goes off. She like blinks and like shakes her head. And as though she's like the flash knocked her out of the hypnosis, she then looks at Richard disgusted <laughs> and runs away and immediately like, close the gate. <laughs> he literally screams, lock the doors. Like, and she runs down to the basement of the church through like and the children. And he's like chasing her. And she's like, the man has candy in his pockets. And it's like, like they come after him and he's like, candy. no, it's not me. He goes, it's not me. It's the naughty bride. <laughs> And then he goes, this is an Armani suit. Yeah. Which is Armani. Armani. Um, And then she gets outside and she hops onto a FedEx truck and he's running after the FedEx truck, which none of the other grooms ran after her. He ran after her. And um, Hector has a nice little joke that he uh, he has to tell here. No, Maggie! Where do you think she's going? Wherever it is, she'll be there by 1030 tomorrow. (laughs) Great advertisement. But um, I wonder if like, if like they approached UPS or FedEx and like <laughs> yeah, which one of you guys yeah that's, I be. mean that's pretty pretty good advertising. I always wonder that about Castaway FedEx is featured heavily yeah. in Castaway I don't know if you know this or not but M&M's was approached by E.T. I feel like this is like a fact everybody knows no I don't know oh this. really oh yeah. I was telling this like as a joke because I feel like I'm, no I'm, um, they I'm approached, stupid they wanted um, E.T. to be led by a trail of M&M's and Eminem's like, no, this is a weird movie. So then they use Reese's Pieces. And wow. then it became, like, I feel Big like that's the reason Reese's Pieces is still around. I love Reese's Pieces. I forget yeah, about them. Yeah. I'm so glad that you don't say Reese's Pieces. Thank you for that. I'm not a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I really will stop. It's Never stop. So silly. It's very good. Okay, so that's over he doesn't catch her she drives away and he's just kind of like oh and the reporters are taking pictures of him and then it's so sad it's really really sad um okay so then we cut to i don't know sometime afterwards and maggie's in the hardware store and peggy stops by and she's like there's like a voiceover of a radio show being like the the mayor has asked us to all stop making jokes about maggie carpenter (laughs) which by the way maggie carpenter could not be a more 1999 like cute yeah pretty girl name if it tried and like the mayor like yeah the, the mayor. jokes are getting so it's distracting from regular <laughs> life so much the mayor has to step in so peggy stops by and she's like hey maggie do you want to get a drink and she's like no i'm, I'm sad and so peggy's like hey, listen i was just thinking i think the v was actually half of a w and you just need to get the rest of your ducks in a row which is a cute little Kinda thing cute. and peggy had said at the wedding she's like maggie seriously he's the one and so after she says this maggie's like wait do you still think he's and peggy's like 
I think he might be. Then there's a little montage with a bad Elvis Costello song. <laughs> you yeah. made my blue I learned that blue. Elise really doesn't like I Elvis really Costello. I really don't. And I don't like that song. But I am going to sing it next time I'm, I get someone. Next time someone makes me sad, I'm going to sing. You made my blue eyes blue. <laughs> um, and we just get a montage of like Ike being sad in New York. Basically, yep. he like sits on his little bed. He has like, oh, okay, his, his apartment bed. in this. It's realistic. Something we didn't talk about. It's, I mean, it's cool. I like the way it's decorated a lot. He has a sleigh bed, which again was like the shit to me in those days but also it, it has a ba- huge balcony overlooking central park like there's no way as a reporter maybe back then he's a famous reporter i mean that's true his picture's up in the bar anyways so there's a montage of him like taking walks and being sad and blah blah, blah. he sees a lamp for sale and it is maggie's lamp for window. sale at a store window and he's like huh he like gives like a little smirk like wow she really got out of that small town which i think was nice of him because i think yeah. if it had been me i'd be like she needs to stay out of my city yeah you made me hate this city i would be like that no generosity there like yeah so he's he's nice i guess we have a little clip of her eating a million different kinds of eggs yeah so she's trying to figure out she made a bunch of eggs and i'm just looking at it she has so she has so many types of eggs she's like 15 different plates and they're all like perfect and it's just like she hasn't taken a bite of any of them so it means that she made an omelet 40 minutes ago oh my gosh you're right and then a poached egg cold, 30 minutes ago cold friday and just like she's like okay now i'm gonna try all these eggs <laughs> <laughs> like it just is like really i i get it i get the artistic value of it gross gross yeah um so ike comes home from a sad walk and he finds that somehow maggie has broken in again apparently a mastermind she's a mastermind which he does say he's like if you never need a new career breaking into apartments i think you can the outfit she's wearing is so frumpy yeah it's like a white turtleneck there's an article i saw about this where someone was writing like i think it was like teen vogue or i don't know something Mm -hmm. where they're like an outfit that i can't stop thinking about is and it was like julia roberts outfit when she comes to like give the big speech to richard gear because why would this be the outfit that you choose for that moment because it's like a long skirt a turtleneck, like frumpy shoes. Yeah. Like and maybe then her hair is like slicked back and straight. Yeah. She's got this like beautiful, like curly hair. Like she should be, she should have been like wearing Played like a nice up. black dress or like yeah. if they want to be like, okay, she's in, she's changed. She's like, you know, do something just like a sleek thing. Yeah. But it's just as gross it's and bad. frumpy. Maybe she's trying to be like a sophisticated big city. Maybe this was a super hyper realistic choice by the costume designer be like this is what a small town girl would try <laughs> doesn't have a good sense didn't of style <laughs> it didn't work um anyway so his cat's name is italics which is cute i can't get over the view of the park okay so she's like isaac like, i'm sorry um also i tried all the different kinds of eggs and i found out i have a favorite kind and my favorite kind of eggs are eggs benedict which is a solid choice it's very good but i don't really feel like that counts like if you're at a restaurant and they're like how would you like your eggs you don't say eggs benedict i would like them benedicted <laughs> yeah it's like scrambled fried yeah sunny side over up, easy over easy soft boiled over medium is what i always say that's how i like my eggs hmm. how do you like your eggs um however the man i'm with <laughs> uh i just usually say scrambled. scrambled yeah i like scrambled and fried but like sometimes it's too runny i don't like runny yolk right that's right we talked about this we did when talk- we watched I the movie we i think it. i asked i love you. a hard-boiled egg but i'm never gonna ask for that at a restaurant <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> just like a bite and i just like eat like look at them 
I used to eat hard boiled eggs while driving a lot. A lot of people in Seattle saw me peel with one hand and Ooh, then eat a hard boiled egg. The peeling is impressive. I'm very good at it. I'm very impressed. One time, one of my coworkers um, thought he had brought a hard boiled egg and he like hit it against the desk to like crack it and he just. <laughs> we all just watched him crack an egg. Oh out my of his gosh. Desk. <laughs> that's funny very demoralizing yeah i can imagine um okay so she gives she has like this whole thing very planned out which is kind of cute she gives him a box and he opens it and it's her running shoes like her used shoes inside and she's like i'm done running these are my shoes Mm -hmm. um and then she proposes she says what do you think will you marry me and he's just like i don't know like you can tell he's charmed by her he really like the affection hasn't gone away but he's like i don't and she's like good you. good i'm glad yeah. you said that and he's like you didn't want me to say that and she's like no i did because now i can say this next part and then she quotes back word for word his proposal that was like i think the best you can do is say that speech and he's like you know you got the me. best way to get to a narcissistic journalist is by quoting his own words so he's like um and and there she's like okay and then he wants to dance and he wants to put on miles davis which also feels like very true to character yeah <laughs> and yep. they dance and then they get married and it actually happens and they, they ride get off on it's horses. just them just yep. them on a hill them on a hill and then their friends all run in up the afterwards. fall yeah and it's very beautiful her dress is gorgeous yeah. he honestly i don't like the fit of his suit very much could have been tighter could have been tighter tighter lines um and then that's it and that's the movie and they finally did it and i just think the, the end shows all the couples kind of like hanging yeah out. everybody yeah. Ended and up bob's coupled. fine bob is with a woman that loves sports somehow everybody's her dad is like with mrs of, trout with miss oh, no 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 the, no, the other weird the diner lady. lady yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um i just mrs think- trout's just throwing flour in her own shop she's like this <laughs> giggling <laughs> I just think that having like again where the whole issue is that she doesn't know who she is and like needs to figure out things for herself and then having her quote his words. Yeah. It's a little like she could have got but also the fact that she like figured out a way to like sell lamps in the city and like true by herself by herself didn't like you know there's we see some growth we see some growth with her wardrobe bad growth but growth but growth they never mentioned their age difference. (sighs) Yeah. She was I'm sorry to say she was our age in this film. And he's like 50. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. They never, yeah. it never comes up. And that's because it's what, 18 years difference? 18 age difference? years. <laughs> 18 years. Um, this is probably the most fun movie. It's he's so, in. It, yeah. I can't think of a more fun movie. Pretty Woman. But I don't think Pretty Woman was as fun as this. Pretty Woman was also like. Yeah, this, this is just like unabashedly goofy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, like the only funny thing that happened in Pretty Woman is when he like slammed the jewelry case on it yeah for him for on sure his face. she yeah you're right you're right it's not very there's a lot of silly. jokes in this it's not one. very silly this one is quite silly yeah that's true um that's what i'm trying to say so okay. that's the that's the flick um i have trivia i'm ready okay so we trivia. noted the twins right we're like why are there so many twins so many and it turns out that that town just had a lot of twins, and the director, like Gary Marshall, noticed it. He's and like, was "Huh, like, we're gonna highlight these kids." There's a photo of Richard with all of them that you sent me, <laughs> and I said he married one of you. You said, "Oh yeah, I sent Sarah a picture that I found because I found all these like little tiny like town website like websites from that town where they still like talk about this movie all the time because it was a huge deal because yeah. they filmed this there, and someone had a picture of him with all the little kids that were like 
clamoring in his pockets. And I texted to Sarah and then I said, he married one of them. And she <laughs> believed me. Why what wouldn't a fool. I? His current wife is like 40 years younger than him. <laughs> How, why would I not believe her? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like literally 40 yes. years younger. Holy <laughs> crap, Richard. Okay. This is a, a fun trivia. This is the first movie where the female lead chooses Richard Gere's character over Christopher Maloney's character. It also happens in Knights in Rodanthe. I forgot about Knights of Rodeo. Christopher Maloney's in it? I did not remember that at all. I literally only know him from... Law and Order. Law and Order and him um, pooping his suit in We Came Together. What about Wet Hot American Summer? Oh, yeah. Like, I... But I didn't see those until <laughs> after I saw Law and Order. So, like, oh, yeah. I just don't think of him as, like, anything but, like, a serious, like, I'm... I have to protect my daughters from rape. It's, it's two very different modes, yeah. and he does only those two modes. Yeah. Because I, I know him from this. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Law and Order. But yeah, where he talks to the can, right? He's like, he works in the kitchen. Yeah. And he like, there's a talking can. Yeah. <laughs> Which is John H. Benjamin or H. John Benjamin. That's anyway. Great, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think it was just a review that said this movie feels kind of off. And it, like half-hearted laughter. And it also said like... The problem isn't the radiant Julia Roberts. The problem isn't Richard Gere, who is loose, self-effacing, and unusually charming. <laughs> unusually charming. He's usually pretty charming. He's very charming in this. But yeah. And it said nobody can deny their chemistry, so why does this movie feel off? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Julia Roberts earned $17 million for this movie. Would you like to guess how much Richard Gere earned? 20 12 Okay. I know. I am so surprised by that because he'd been a wonderful way longer. But I like, yes, her, I think Bubble she's like, for sure more of a successful wow. star than him at this point. But like, I was just reading about movie star salaries and Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio are making a movie together and he is making several million more than she is for that movie. Hmm. And that feels like it shouldn't be the case. And yeah, like, so that's a case of like he's been around for longer, but she's newer and like shinier. Like, I've, so it's interesting. Yeah, and, yeah, interesting. So that's like five million dollars difference. That's crazy. Um, here's a quote from Richard Gere years after this movie, where he was saying that he understands that it's not quite as good as Pretty Woman. He says, whatever the magic was in the first movie, you can't make that happen. While there's some wonderful stuff in this movie, it certainly didn't have the magic of the first one. The expectation that it was going to have that same kind of delicious magic was irresponsible. It was a different movie. It was a different time. She was in a different place. I was in a different place. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Okay. This is also very interesting because Julie Roberts herself was kind of like the real person accused of being a runaway bride because in 1991 she was going to get married by the way on 20th century fox's soundstage 14 they were gonna get married on soundstage she was gonna marry Kiefer sutherland that's right i was like we talked about this i don't remember who it was that she was supposed to marry and she started dating him after she called off her engagement to dylan mcdermott so already she'd been calling off engagements but so she three days before she's supposed to marry Kiefer. it seems insane yeah she ran off with jason patrick who was Kiefer sutherland's co-star and good friend and he had just been disinvited from the wedding probably because of this and then they ran off together and they went to ireland um and then she filmed hook oh so those are circumstances she's filming hook under interesting but like how insane for her to sign up for this movie. For this movie. She and, like, like literally did the back. exact same thing. Yeah, that's very strange. Um, this says, the film was a family affair for Marshall. Well, all of them are. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
his son played the hotel clerk who who was oh. his daughter kathy played a bridesmaid and his wife postponed her trip to australia so that gary marshall could direct this movie so she got a line in the movie she was in the dress shop <laughs> okay um oh she's scared of the children or all children are scared of her since she yeah probably yeah, that one <laughs> yeah. that's not a good line read this says um richard Gere said about this and gary marshall about and about this movie and about gary marshall there's a lot of mean movies out there but gary's a very romantic guy a family guy a loving guy he loves the idea of people being nice to one another but like he's pretty mean for a lot of this movie so that's interesting yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. a mean movie in general like it is no. like a sweet everything ends up great so i guess gary marshall is just a big old sweetie mm-hmm. r.i.p Oh, the corn. So they go through a cornfield at one point. Uh-huh. And, and us country girls cut through the corn. Yeah. And she's like, watch out for snakes. And then he like runs through it all weird. Mm. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm scaring the snakes. And she's like, you're scaring me. And he's like, I'm scaring me too. Again, I have this film memorized. Yep. <laughs> um, the corn, because at the time of year they filmed that, the corn was brown. So they spray painted it green to make it look like it was oh, that's still funny. <laughs> but it's cold. It's fall. Yeah. Corn goes green or corn goes. Oh, you said so it was still summer. Oh, yeah. And maybe it's supposed to be like September or something. Yeah. I don't know. But it's prettier to run through green corn. So they spray painted it. So this is um, from the Maryland Coast Dispatch. And it's talking about the filming of this little of this big movie in this little town, which, by the way, I guess this movie completely revitalized that town. Like the town was kind of dying and it got so much revenue from this movie that it was able to like redo stuff. And it was like. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so they said that Richard Gere usually had some sort of security, but Julia Roberts was very down to earth. She was very unassuming, very normal. She would ride her bike around town. She went to like a bazaar at the Presbyterian church. She bought everything the ladies made. <laughs> they had like a birthday party and she gave all the little girls, like little, like people from the town came to it and she gave all the little girls that were their roses. She was very Aww. nice, but Richard Gere stayed out of town hmm. and had security with him the whole time. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, he just finished filming The Jackal, so, you So, know. you know, things were kind of blowing up for him. <laughs> um, I guess that's all the trivia that I have. Wow. That's great. Um, also, though, apparent, apparently... <laughs> apparently! <laughs> um, the people who own the house that was, like, Julia's house, her family house that she lived at in this movie... They had like recently moved into it and they were like working on doing all these upgrades to it. And like a lot of the, the people that did, were making the movie just like did for them because they're like, well, we want this fence to be fixed. So they like fixed the fence and they got all the work done for free. That's smart. That's pretty nice. Um, be fun to have a movie come on, just like take over your yeah. little town like that. Great. I love this movie. It's amazing. It's so I could comforting. rewatch it right now. Yep. Any time of year, really. It does feel like a fall movie because... Um, I think that first shot. (laughs) Okay. So here's what I'm going to say. Okay. I feel like this is a turning point. Okay. And we are about halfway through. Yeah. Um, And I feel like this is a turning point for Richard Gere. His glasses made their first appearance. They did. (laughs) I feel like. He's 50 now. I can't compare him to any of these other scores. Okay. I feel like this is a new, a refresh. Okay. Out of five. I don't know. What do you think? I feel like. I want to give him a seven in this. But only if we're basing it off of a new system. Well, yeah, you don't have to maybe compare him to how he was before, but just like how you feel about him in this movie is a seven. I mean, I would give him a five then, I guess. So what's the seven? The seven is just like, 
I guess I can't give him a seven. I gave him a seven in Pretty Woman, and he's older. And we're, we're going off of great of of Silver Fox. Yeah, so it's just attractive. I mean, when it comes to Silver Fox, he's and very so, silver, very foxy. I feel like yeah, but that's like you know, I gave him, I gave him a six of Miles from Home. Yeah, I can't, I can't give him a six in this movie because mm. I don't find him as attractive. But but in a different way though. In a different way. That's what I'm saying. So, but it could still be he can still be very attractive, but it's like in a different way. But that okay, I'll mean. give him a six. Okay, great. <laughs> I think I will too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Maybe maybe six point five okay. because this this movie. Did Are we the some, same? It did no. something for me. Yeah, I'm, you were very charmed. <laughs> you yeah. <laughs> but also, I, yeah, I, at the same age, I was watching George Clooney on ER and very oh, attracted yeah. to him. Yeah. And and I was attracted to Sam McCoy. Um, oh yeah, you love Sam Order. McCoy. And he's very old. He's like an yeah. old man. <laughs> so like, isn't it so weird when like little kids kind of like? Because yeah. I also had a big thing for Cary Grant when he was yeah. like older Cary Grant. Like, and I had like no attraction to older men around no, my community. No. just movie stars. So interesting. It's like we knew already. Because I feel like Aaron, my sister and I were talking about this. Like, why is it that we find? silver hair and smile lines and stuff super attractive but it's not really considered attractive in women and i'm like is it just because of biology like we know that when they have that stuff like they're settling down they're still like able to give us babies but they i don't know and like for them when we start graying and stuff is when our eggs are really dying i don't know they're not useful i maybe view men more useful at that age because it's like yeah they figured themselves out yeah they're like like, they've grown up a little bit they finally know okay so you said six for Mm -hmm. you um, I have a would you rather. Oh, good. It's a both Mary kill mm-hmm. the first three grooms. Oh, that's so, that's very good. Okay. I'm going to kill the, the Pablona running of the bulls and Pablona. Um, he's dead. Dead uh, to me. <laughs> I'm going to, I guess I have to marry the priest. Marry yeah. Brian and yeah. cause I feel like it'd be more fun. I hate him. <sighs> <laughs> i don't know something just about his look gil is really sweet but i feel like he'd be annoying to be married to he That's talks true. about the grateful dead only like yeah. the second maggie walks into the shop he's like maggie listen to this new jerry garcia song yeah that's true okay i would do the same those are good points thank you what was yeah. your did you that you changed what was it before I, I i didn't have an idea okay actually i might have like been more into gil but you're right Brian's more stable. Yeah. Ruddy. Also, though, he's like, he's going to change his mind and become a pre- like a, a father at some point. So he'll divorce me and then I don't have to deal with him. No, he won't because he only did that because Maggie left him. Yeah, but I can't fill Maggie's shoes. Look at me. <laughs> You're My more My teeth beautiful. are so much smaller than hers. <laughs> All right. Do you want to see this week's stick pick? Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. It's uh, it's probably from Hachi, a dog's tail, I would guess. It's Richard Gere lying on the ground on his back. I think he's wearing a sweater vest and a shirt. And he's there's a dog laying on him. And the dog, he just, they're both very cute. It's he cute. Looks very his happy. hair looks really good. Mm-hmm. Very nice shade of silver. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's got, gosh, why do I like smile? Like the wrinkles, the crow's feet. I don't know. Are so attractive. It's safe. It's like a safe I think it like shows that they are a good person. Easy <laughs> smile. Yeah. Um, he's like totally wrapping this dog in his, and his arm, his um sleeves are rolled up. Oh, uh, and his sleeves are rolled up. up. 
Um, okay, well, I can pull up some bingy. Bingy! Bingy! <laughs> You're right. We do seem shirtless. Yep. We don't see nip, but we see <laughs> No nip. Which we know Sarah loves her nips. <laughs> Not my particular. <laughs> <laughs> She's always talking about her nip, nip, I just nips. Made a, I just made a Richard Gere groan noise. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm going to get a call from our neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to add this to favorites. Okay. Gabingo, free space kiss. Yeah? And they were, every kiss was a good kiss. There was, I have no notes. No notes. It was all really yep. nice. Steal someone's girl. Oh, he did. Boy, did he. <laughs> Christopher, and it's scary to steal Christopher Maloney's girl. It is. Girl. He's so He's much more so powerful. powerful. <laughs> he could crush you with his butt cheeks. <laughs> What a mind. Christopher Maloney is a very good and charismatic actor. That's me quoting a share tweet. <laughs> it was on all caps. Yeah, of course. Um, physical fight. Yep. And he got punched. Character is kind of a dick. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Sex scene. No. It's only rated PG. Wow. Couldn't. They do talk about the one eyed snake. <laughs> Innocent girls are terrified of the one eyed snake. <laughs> um, let's see. Hector Elizondo. Definitely. Lives in an unrealistically nice place. Yes. For that big of a balcony and that much of a view of Okay, but do you Park. see his wife's place? She's like so she's like the editor of this like famous newspaper. Yeah. She's a very nice place. And his place is a little crumbly compared to that. And he is a famous he gets recognized. I know, but how much does a USA Today colonist make? I feel like if he made... I feel like he didn't spend much money on anything else besides rent, though. He had some really nice... I'm going to fight you on this. He has some really nice, like, polo shirts he was wearing. Like, button-up, like a cashmere polo. Did you notice that? There's a couple of nice sweaters he was wearing. We know he didn't spend money on his car. It was a Camaro, though. <laughs> which I think those are... All right, I don't even It's know. an unrealistically nice place. Okay, thank you. Just because of the I balcony win. and Central Park. Thank you. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, because it's like a studio, I think. So it's not like... It's not... And it's kind of crumbly inside. Is it crumbly? It just is like dirty. Like, it's just like cluttered. Like, it's not like... His wife's place... His ex's place is like pristine. And there's a baby grand piano in it. Yeah. And his place is like, I'm a writer. <laughs> yeah. Um, he wears his old man glasses. He sure does. Lisa's already seen it. Oh boy, <laughs> twenty Sarah, years ago. Sarah's already seen it. Yes. Uh, twenty years ago. Oh gosh. Sorry. Relates Should to John Travolta. Twenty-two. <laughs> does it? No, I don't Kay. think so. Temper tantrum. Not really. He's much um, less. When he tries to get into the bathroom a little bit. Oh, that's true. That counts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, plays instrument. He doesn't play a instrument. <laughs> He Multiple. plays dose instruments. So this has almost, almost everything. Oh, and a nice scene with kids. Yeah. It's kind of cute, I guess. Which one? The only one with the kids, like, mobbing him. Oh, right. What okay. What do you think of? I, I, was, I couldn't think of one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Yeah, I like this movie so much. What's something you're going to take away from it for this week? I might get a bucket hat. I wish you would. <laughs> my head's too big it's not like a potato no it'd be cute on you um i am going to start breaking into the rooms the homes of men that i am romantically interested in more more than you already are (laughs) yeah more than i already do oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) this is confession Mm, i'm gonna i'm going to flirt with other people's husbands (laughs) at softball games more than you already do. more than i already do (laughs) 
Great. What are we watching next? Well, oh, gosh. It's all downhill from here. Next, we are watching. I'm really excited for Nights in Rodan. That's my next benchmark. Yeah, that's gonna be but that's a while it's, away. It's a bit. But he makes less movies from here on out, I think. He's so rich at this point. He made $12 million. He's so Richard Gear. He's so Richard Gear. That's so um, Richard. It's the future. I can see. He can't, though. The next film, film, the next piece of cinema we will be watching is. What is it? I'm nervous. Autumn in New York. Oh, you hate this one. I hate this movie. And speaking of age differences, it's with him and Winona Ryder, who's oh, even wow. younger. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's 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 get Pasta Louise and, and watch it. Will and that it make is you at least happier? like Autumn in New York. It's perfect timing because it'll be September it by then. It will be Autumn in New York. And it will be, in fact, Autumn in New York. So yeah. that's good. But um, it's a bad movie. But it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. But we should watch it together. But anyways, yeah, yeah, everybody watch it if you want to. I think it's mm-hmm. streaming for free on YouTube with ads. If Hopefully you're into it that still is by the time that we watch it. <laughs> yep. We Thanks. keep getting dunks on that way. We sure do. Thanks for listening to Thanks this for entire listening. TED Talk about Runaway Bride. Uh, we love, we you. love you. We hope you have a good week. We hope you don't get hypnotized by Richard boy Richard told me witches. to tell you that he loves you. Go look at a picture of Chris Maloney's butt. <laughs> That's all. That's all. Okay, That's goodbye. Goodbye. I'm your number one boy.